So we're going to talk about, they don't hear us though. So we're going to talk about how nobody hears, constantly ignore our mental health needs, mental health issues within the black community. A lot of times these things are ignored by the people that we hold nearest and dearest to us. Husband, boyfriend, friends, kids, oh, especially the kids. But they kids, okay, of course, you know, we they don't understand all that, you know. So let's let's get into it. So um I mainly wanna talk about um not not being heard. So my my personal experience, uh, I remember um being at work, I had started this job and for some reason this job like my anxiety used to be peaked all the time working at this company. I I just, I don't really know why I'm not going to mention the company or whatever, whatever. And, um, I had a boss, she was an African-American female. So I felt like, you know, maybe she would understand. Um, you know, so I decided to, she seemed like she was understanding. So I decided to open up to her because I, I had been missing some days at work. Uh, I wasn't performing to the best of my ability. And my anxiety was it was peak, you know, at this job. I had social anxiety. Everything was open. Like, people walking past every day, everything is open. So everybody's just, like, right there, right up on you every day, all day. And um, so it was like... I would always have these panic attacks, and then like we would have these meetings, right? Where it'd be the whole team, the every, every the whole team, every department, we all having this huge meeting. So now I feel like I'm like a goldfish in in a pet store or something, and I didn't like it. And I I like we would have um where uh they would have like the meetings, and then we would like meet with um the teams in the other location and they had this big screen up and it's like nah, now now all these people see me that's here in office but there's this big screen up and now all the people that's in this other location they can see us and then we can see them and it was a lot for me so i remember telling my uh telling my boss about it and her her response was oh yeah you, you oh so you a hypochondriac and i was like yeah so I knew then um, that that wasn't a job that I could stay in. Um, I feel like, especially in 2022, especially with everything we've been through, everything that's went on, jobs should definitely be more understanding when it comes to mental health issues. Definitely be understanding. They should have been understanding a long time ago, but definitely now. Definitely right now. And a lot of them still aren't. A lot of them still aren't on board. It's still all about what you can deliver, what you can bring to the company, because I mean, because the company has to run, I get it. But if I'm not functioning properly and you need me to help your company run, effectively, I can't do that. I can't do that. And if you don't understand that, then I can't be there. That's not somewhere that I, I need to work. So, like I said, she she made the comment that I was a hypochondriac, and that happens all too often. And it was very very surprising to me that that was what I got from a from a black woman, you know. Um, it, it was it was it was very disappointing that she she didn't understand or she didn't know or that she really didn't care to understand. No, I'm not a hypochondriac. I really real life suffer from anxiety. I really real life have social anxiety. Nothing fake about that. 
nothing extra about that. If you're a person that doesn't have anxiety or have social anxiety, you couldn't begin to understand what what how I feel or how, why I feel the way that I feel. Um, and like I said, we we we're constantly ignored. Like we're constantly expected to deliver and show up and be our best selves every damn day, Monday through Sunday. We we, we got to show up. We got to show up as a mom. We have to show up as a girlfriend or a wife, a fiance. We got to show up as a, as a good friend. We got to show up as everything for so many people, for so many people. And it's like, as soon as we start to lack somewhere, nobody is very, no, nobody takes the time to be understanding of, of, of what we're going through. You know, you have relationships that have ended because you're dealing with some mental health stuff and instead of your significant other being understanding of what you're dealing with mentally and having some patience with you, he feel like you starting to lack and he want to go somewhere else to where somebody else can give him all the stuff that he feel like you're not giving him. And he ain't thinking about the fact that you're drowning in depression. You're, you're, you're still suffering hard with anxiety. He's not thinking about that. He's only thinking about the fact that you can't deliver. You can't be intimate like you used to be. You can't get in there and cook like you used to. You ain't getting up fixing your hair and dressing up and putting on makeup like you used to. When you're depressed, you don't want to do that. When you're not even happy with yourself, when you're looking in the mirror and you're not even happy with yourself and you're questioning your self-worth, you don't want to look pretty. You don't even really want to face the world. But here you is, you have a, got a significant other that don't want to, that doesn't, that doesn't understand that and ain't trying to understand it. You're being ignored. Then you have your kids. The kids, a lot of them don't understand. And that's what I hear all the time. Like even my therapist is like, you know, your kids don't understand. They never gonna understand. They may never understand you. And I get it. But what I don't get is that when we're raising our kids, right? We raise them and we raise them and we teach we have to teach them things that they're gonna need to prepare to be in the outside world. So when it comes to me teaching my children, um just teaching my children life skills shit that they taught at school. Teaching my kids about being a, a loyal friend. Uh, teaching my kids about being um, good sisters to each other and, 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 a, and a good family member and, and a, a, a hard worker or um, um, a person that supports other people, a person that loves on other people, a person that um, can be trusted, can be relied on. In that, I teach, I try to teach my children too about being understanding and being open, um, and being aware of how you make other people feel. And that's now that's let's let's go back to that. That's the first thing we teach our kids when they're little. That's the first thing is treat people how you want to be treated. So cliche, so generic, but that's something we've been teaching our kids since they learned how to walk and talk. Don't treat people how you want to be treated. So as they get older, I don't understand why we're being told that we don't have that. I mean, I can't. I can't speak for what other therapists have explained to their patients, but for me, I don't understand why I can't have that expectation of my children being nicer to me as they want me to be to them. 
you know, like, or, or being understanding. Like if I say today, I just can't do it today. I'm just not feeling it instead of getting upset or being, you know, being disrespectful or acting like the world is about to end because I can't show up today. I just can't be mommy today. Now, I've been mommy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm just not with it on Thursday. And that's not okay. I, I have to be mommy. I have to. No, we don't. I, I don't. I don't feel like we do. If Thursday you don't feel like you want to be mommy today, you don't have to fucking be mommy. And that's just how I feel. If you want to lay in your bed and you don't want to cook, you don't want to do anything, don't do it. We have sacrificed ourselves enough. We have played the superwoman role enough. We always got to be strong. And that's the first thing people say. You're so strong. You're so strong. I'm tired of being strong. And then when you say you're tired of being strong, some people misinterpret what you say because they first and they think, oh, she's suicidal. Or she, uh, or she, or she tripping. No, I'm just telling you, I, I'm tired of being that, being, you know, we, we, we have this whole little, I'm, I'm a boss, I'm a boss. You can be a boss and have them days where you just don't want to do nothing. It's okay. That's just fine. And can't nobody tell you that it's not. I, it's, it's, people are tired of being strong. Tired of working. Tired of having to go to work every day. Tired of like, and then I, I heard men constantly talk about women um, who don't really cook no more. And I just, yeah, look, conversations have been had too many times. In the 1950s, 1960s, auntie, great auntie, great grandma, they was in the kitchen cooking, motherfucking making biscuits from scratch. Everything was from scratch. You know why? Because they didn't have to go to work. They didn't have to bring home the goddamn bacon. They didn't have to sit in nobody's face. In these, in, in these, in these corporate companies, in these corporate organizations where we already, we, we already being mishandled as a black woman in, in corporate America already, just in the work world, period. We ain't getting paid as much. We getting passed up for promotions. So we already got to go into this job, sitting here and laughing these folks' face like we like them. When a lot of times we don't like them. We just doing what we do because we got to, we got to, you know what I'm saying, this is the field we're in. This is where our experience is at. This is what we thought we wanted to do. And we got to bring home that money. You know what I'm saying? Because our men are not in a position in 2022 to... Pay all the bills by itself, or they don't want to pay all the bills by, by they don't want to pay the bills by itself. So we got to sit into these sit in these companies, sit in these uh, positions that we that we don't want to be in, and then when we come home, you want us to cook. We got to make sure the laundry is clean. If the kids got any type of extracurricular activities, anything going on, we got to be able to bring all that to the table after we just had to deal with them for eight to ten hours. Tell me how y'all, how we supposed to do all that? And then men be thinking like, oh, well, if I pay all the bills, then, you know, you're going to have to, if, if you pay all the bills, then it is what it is. But being a mom, being a parent, shit, being a woman, the hardest thing, I I think it's the hardest thing ever. It really is. I feel like it's nothing. I, I, I was just explaining to my dude the other day. I said, being a mom, to me, it's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. There's so many people in this world who want to be a mom that can't be a mom. So never take what I'm saying as complaining. Because we, we ain't complaining. We just want to be heard. Like like this thing is called. They ain't hearing us though. And they're not. We are not being heard. 
soon as you walk in the door, your whole your your kids hanging on your leg, your man hanging on your leg, and you just came from outside in the world that's already demanding so much of you already. Let me get in here and be great. At least for a few hours. As soon as I walk through the damn door, everybody want me. Everybody wants something from me. So my kids don't even really give me a chance to get off work to do nothing before they text me, hey, uh, we need to go here or we need to do we need to do that. And for for somebody like me, it's really been hard because I literally, you know, I don't have a mom. I don't have a dad. My parents passed away. I don't have grandparents. I don't have nobody in my life that really shows up for real, for real, to help with my daughters. I deal with this with my daughters and everything that comes to them day in and day out by myself. They talk about a village. I don't have a village. And my friends is out there. Please don't get offended. Please don't get offended. Because I give everybody their props for the times they have been there for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's all love. I appreciate every single time my friends have shown up and been there for me. Um, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But the type of help and support that I would have from my mother or my grandmother, I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have... Like, with me and my kids getting into it, you know, my baby's a teenager. I have a 17-year-old daughter, and I have a 15-year-old daughter. When me and my daughters are bumping heads going through something, my, my daughters ain't got, who who they got the call when, when we when we dealing with something? Who they got the call? Because they need an outlet, too. Because these girls are going through stuff, too. Like, my daughters deal with, you know, their own mental health situation, their, their own mental health issues. And as a mom who deals with mental health issues myself, I'm trying to battle mine heal myself, and then help heal my kids. But I have nobody else standing in the mix that's there for them for that shit. Nobody. And that's just being real, you know? And my a lot of my friends can't be there. They got their own shit going on, and that's okay. I'm just telling, I'm just saying, I don't want nobody to feel no type of way because this is, this is my reality. This is my reality. So just, just in that alone, it, it makes it... It makes it even harder for me. It makes it even harder for me. Um, and, you know, sometimes people want you to show up. When you can't show up. You know what I'm saying? And I be scared to tell people, no, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. Because then I be feeling like, okay, well, if I say no, then the next time they need me to do something, I need them to do something. They probably ain't going to be there for me because I didn't do this. I didn't do that. And... It makes me feel obligated to do things that I start, sometimes don't want to do or do things that I mentally just don't want to do because mentally I'm just not there to do that. Um, but again, we don't be heard. You know, I could talk all day about my situation and I think people hear me to a certain extent, but I really think they don't. And they probably never will be able to understand how deep it is for me or why I feel as strongly as I feel about everything that's going on in my life. Even with my boyfriend, you know, he be understanding sometimes, but you know, he got them times where I would like my nigga. Chill out, bro. For real. Like today just really ain't the day. 
But it always be the ones closest to you that don't hear you. The people that you need. It's like I'm screaming at you. It's like I'm screaming at you and you don't hear nothing. Like I'm literally silent. Like you know how in the movies when uh, the ghosts come back and the ghost is yelling at their family member trying to get their attention. And of course, you know, the family member can't see him, can't hear him. That That's how I feel. When your mind got all this shit going on, all these mental health issues, whether it's just anxiety, whether it's just depression, whether it's bipolar, like, uh, if it's any of that or, or, or a mixture of all of these, when you're going through that, you feel like, no, you feel like you're not being hurt. Even when you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor and you telling your doctor, hey, I think this wrong or this may be wrong, this may be wrong. Even if you know, or even if even if as a medical professional, you feel like, oh, this ain't it, this ain't it. You know I got anxiety. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, check out everything that you could possibly check out to give me that added comfort. But y'all want to meet numbers, and, and it's all a numbers game when you're talking about uh, health care, and all, it's all about money. Y'all want to make sure you ain't you ain't doing too much that's gonna take away from your bonus, your quarterly bonus that you ain't you ain't you ain't do, running too many procedures by me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Do 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 the everything that you can do to 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 make me be okay or to rule out or even identify something that could be wrong with me. And then the medications that y'all do have, like y'all don't want to give it to us. Black women can't. I I had I had no history of any type of drug abuse, and I literally had to beg one of my previous providers for some Ativan because Ativan is really what helps me when um, I have real bad panic attacks. But even with Ativan, you know they talk about it's very addictive, very addictive. By the grace of God, I have not become addicted to that addicted to that medication, and I've been taking that medication since probably maybe about twenty seventeen. But I haven't taken it regularly or consistently since then either. Sparingly, I'll ask for a refill because, or ask somebody to like ask the doctor to put the prescription in for me because I have taken it before, so it's it's on my record. But I have never abused the medication, like. But they'll make sure they give me the smallest quantity and the lowest fucking dose. Now I've had them give me a higher amount when I've been in the ER. When they thought it was a panic attack or feel like I had a panic attack, they give me a higher dose of Ativan, which has calmed me down completely. But now they give me like a dose so damn small, I, I be thinking like, why even take it? But if I was Becky or Cindy, y'all, y'all would give me everything. Y'all would be throwing shit at me. But because I'm a black woman... Once again, I'm not being hurt. Everywhere I, every fucking where I turn, I ain't being hurt. In the workplace, with my kids, with my men, with my friends, with my family. Nobody ain't listening. Nobody ain't listening until some shit happen. Now, I'm not saying for me, so please don't take it out of context. But I'm just saying we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen all over the world. We've seen women, young and old, committing suicide or... um you know, hurting hurting themselves, hurting their hurting their children. And then you got some people that wasn't ignored and they just still couldn't deal with all that came with this world, all that came with life. But a lot of the times we we not being heard, we not nobody is really listening. Nobody's really taking into consideration what we're dealing with. I'm a person that's you know, with my daughters, I'm trying to hear my little girls. 
I'm trying to act on what they say that they need. What they say is bothering them. Because just imagine trying to hear, trying to be that person. You're the only person standing in the mix for your kids trying to be that person. And then still trying to heal you by your damn self. I got my dude. I love my dude. My dude brings a lot to the table, but I don't think my dude really can identify with what I'm dealing with wholeheartedly. He has his parents. He has both parents. He grew up with his, he grew up with his mom and dad in the household. They're still here. He couldn't even begin to understand that loss for me. That loss is so significant. And then it's like, I feel like some people feel like I use, I bring up my mom as an excuse for something. My, my, the de- my mom not being here is not an excuse for any fucking thing. I am who I am and it's hard being me. And the person who got their mama and got their daddy couldn't begin to understand. I don't give a fuck if you know 30 females who lost their mama too. You don't know how I feel. You don't know how Shakita feel. You, you, you never could. You never could. So you have to be careful with your words. Careful with, careful, careful with everything. I just seen a TikTok where this woman was trying to... Um, this woman was talking about uh, basically saying how she can't brought herself out of depression. I was trying to, trying to be motivational, but where she fucked up at was that Sorry for the cuss word, but where she messed up at was I seen where it said, stop being a victim. You you can't encourage me to come out of depression, to combat anxiety, to 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 come out of whatever dark space I'm in, and you and you and you slip in, stop being a victim. Oh hell no. Hell no. Because the reality of the situation is when you're dealing with mental health issues, ain't no fuck, ain't no victim. That shit real. The way you feel is real as hell. And you can't control it. And it come out in so many different ways. It come out in anger. You know, when people hear a panic attack, first thing they think it's all about you breathing hard and, you know, you shaking. It's that. Sometimes it's like that. But I've had panic attacks in so many various ways. Like sometimes for me, a panic attack is literally me being irritated as hell. Like really, really irritated to where every little thing got me, you know, got me a little, got me edgy. Like I'm edgy. I'm irritated. I'm snappy. That's an that's anxiety. That's panic. Or when I'm just angry as hell for no reason. Like, you know how you be when your cycle about to start and you just mad as hell. And you don't know why. That's that's another form of it. You hella you hella mad, you hella irritated. That's part of it. You know, but a person who does not understand it, who does not know a lot about it, or who ain't trying to understand it, they never know. You know what I'm saying? I have to be understanding with my daughter because sometimes she she get like that. And I have to remember, I be like that too. So I get mad at her sometimes and be like, Why are you acting like that? Then I have to sit back and be like, bro, she the baby got anxiety. That's that's what it is. You'll be like that too. You know what I'm saying? So I have to catch myself. But it's it's hard even trying to catch myself and stand on stand stand in an understanding space with my kid because I'm I'm battling it myself. I'm in the midst of trying to figure this out myself. 
I'm in therapy. I've been missing a lot of sessions lately. I ain't going to lie. You know, because I'm paying for my therapy out of pocket. No insurance that's paying for it because my therapist don't take commercials. So I'm paying out of pocket. So, you know, it's, it's, I mean, that's the whole, that's shit, that's a whole nother bill. I mean, it's needed. It's necessary. It's very important. So I, I got to keep, but it's still a bill. Shit, it's still something else I got to be financially responsible for. Amongst the other million things I'm being responsible for, being a mother that takes care of my children solely by myself. So, so yeah, so it's, like I said, therapy is definitely necessary. Um, and that's, that's one of the things, with, with everything, that's one of the things I always suggest, therapy. A lot of black people, we don't want to go to therapy. Um, some people can't afford it. There's definitely options out there. So on top of having this conversation, if you want to throw the resources out there that I'm familiar with, um, Open Path, um, it's like an online uh, therapy thing. And it's especially for people who may be, you know, have like low income um, or, you know, they, you know, financially can't afford traditional therapy. Um, you go online, you you apply and. I think the sessions can run you anywhere between thirty to sixty dollars, but it's based off your income need. Um, but that's that, that's there. Better help is there. Um, I do have contact information for a therapist that does therapy sessions based on your income as well. But sh- you never pay anything more than twenty five. You ever, you never pay anything less than twenty five dollars. Never anything more than fifty. These are. This therapist is based out of Texas. She's licensed out of Texas. So if you're in St. Louis or anywhere else and you're listening, she may not be, um, you may not be able to see her. But as far as open path and better help, I know for a fact those are, you know, good places to start to seek the therapy that you want. And then you have the option when you're looking for therapists on those sites to filter. If you want uh, somebody that's, um, that 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 you know is a particular orientation sexual orientation um that 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 specializes in treating people with a, a, a particular sexual orientation or if you prefer a female or a male um but um like as i was saying you know with this whole with the whole anxiety thing with the whole mental health thing we are not being heard and and it's and it's time that we are heard and it's time that we demand to be heard no more, you know, at, you know, being sad or being upset about, you know, your family not being there, your family not understanding. We gonna demand to be heard. It's either, it's either you gonna hear me or you, you ain't, you ain't gonna get too much out of me. And that, that's how I feel. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna keep showing up, showing up when I feel like when I'm dying inside. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, just, I'm just not. And I don't have to. I don't have to. Y'all don't have to. And, um, I mean, you still want to be your best self. I'm not telling you to go crawl up under a rock and, and just say, forget the world. I'm just telling you on them, on them days when you feel like you need to sometimes do that. Sometimes do that. But yeah, of course, you know, I'm big on keeping it pushing. Keep, keep praying. Keep, keep clinging to God. Keep relying on God. I, I'm, I'm real big on that. You know, I'm definitely real big on that. Yes, I don't go to church every Sunday. Yes. I ain't walking around here like I'm this huge Christian, but like I was telling um, somebody I know, like I, I got a real good relationship with God. I do. Yeah, I might not go to church, so somebody who don't see me at church every Sunday or see me read my Bible all the time, 
may beg to differ. I don't care. But I know what me and him got. So with that being said, I know what he's capable of. And I definitely believe in him. I've definitely seen him do some amazing things in my life and other people's life around me. So um, definitely on top of therapy, you know, whatever you believe in, um, cling to it. Keep praying and just keep making sure that, you know, like with Black Do Crack, Black Do Crack is not just a, a podcast or a, a group on Facebook. Like I'm really trying to create a real sisterhood because we got too many sisterhoods or too many little whatever and it's just like a group full of mean girls like even when people be doing the pop-ups them pop-ups they it, it, it be a lot of times be geared towards people who mean girls people who only want to let people in if they know or whatever the case may be like no i'm trying to create something that's like what we all can be a part of no matter what your money looking like no matter what your account looking like no matter whether you enjoy working nine to five or you an entrepreneur um Whatever, whether you work at McDonald's or you work in a, a major financial corporation, it don't matter. Like I, I want this sister to be somewhere where we all can be open, we all can be a part of, and we all can have people that really understand us, people that's really there to listen. Because if we can't get the people that's right there in our family to listen because they don't understand it, I, I'm creating it so that you can have who you need available to listen. I may not be the person that's gonna be available every single day to. You know, maybe talk you talk you through some stuff or whatever, whatever. And I'm definitely not a therapist, so I don't get it. I just I just teach people or try to talk to people about what I know and what I've learned over the years dealing with what I deal with. So definitely trying to create a sisterhood to where um to you you can go to Doctor um, D E F. You can go to whoever you want to go to. You don't have to stay and feel like you're getting subpar care. You don't have to. Because somebody going to hurt you, somebody got to. Somebody got to. So, um, again, like I said, this this episode simply was talk, discussing us not being heard. But we also got to make sure that we're heard. We can complain about it all day, talk about not being heard, but we also got to demand that we're heard. Demand that we're heard everywhere in the workplace at the doctor's office, in, the, in your household, with your kids, with your man, with your brother, because you have a right to be heard. And we, we gonna heal from this, but we can't heal from this sitting down. We can't heal from this sitting on our hands. We can't heal from this hiding up under the cover, not wanting to face the world. It feels good under that cover sometimes when you don't gotta deal with the world, but that ain't how we gonna heal. Till the next episode, I'm out.